Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> he again. Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of 2022. Can't believe it's already here. The off-season flew by. Uh, myself, Steve Zakwani here. Keely's here. Brad's here. And yeah, it's, we're back in full swing. And just FYI, we are recording this before um, the Champions League game tonight. So by the time you hear this, that result will be known. Um, is it still two legs? Yes. Two legs. Okay, still two legs. So the first leg will be done. Um, so this will be more of a general um, checking in what happened over the offseason, where the team stands, because obviously MLS play is around the corner as well. Um, but yeah, really, it flew by. I don't know how it felt for you guys. For me, it feels like it flew by. I don't know as a player how I did it. It's such a short turnaround. I mean, we just call the games now and do a podcast and I did a break. So it's crazy. How was your break? What did you guys do? Londres for a bit in London and that's it nothing, <laughs> I mean, nothing. everything got cancelled so <laughs> around here nothing. nothing just kind of reeled about the off season and uh, you know thoughts about what was going to happen with this team uh, after last year you know the hot start MLS record uh, team was flying new, new formation and then uh, you know things caught up to them and they just couldn't piece it together towards the end. I think we tried to analyze it best we could last year. Um, and I think all along we just kept saying, no, they'll be fine. It's a veteran team and they'll get through it. Um, but unfortunately, you know, that young group in, uh, in Salt Lake overcame, overcame the Sounders, even, even though the Sounders weren't at their best and strongest, still would have expected them to, uh, to advance out of that game. So a disappointing end to the season, but, um, you know, I think now we can start to really focus and break down kind of what's been going on in the offseason to see what this team can do heading into uh, heading into this year. Yeah, speaking of Real Salt yeah. Lake, Steve, you want to bring up our new uh, newest addition, one of our new players? Which I'm still surprised they got him because he's a fantastic player. Um, obviously, Albert Rose, like I've not been able to see much of him in the preseason, uh, but he's one. Of, the good thing about this signing is he's not coming from outside the league. He he knows the travel, he knows the schedule, he knows the league, and he, he he's a solid player. I do want to get to him. I want to get back on something Brad said. I want to see your thoughts as well, Keely. Um, is last season feels like a disappointment. I agree, but is that because of how good the start was? Because I say that because this time last year we sat here and not many of us were that high on the team going into the season last season. I don't think we felt like you know it's the best sound of the squad. We actually thought they would struggle, and then they only came out and had the best start in MLS history ever. And I think that may have tainted what we thought the team could achieve. So overall, you look at all the injuries that were had, all the guys that were injured. Good season, yes? Um, yeah, I mean, a good season. But, I mean, the team was 500 after that, you know, 13-game run. So, is that good enough? Uh, no. If they hadn't have – if they hadn't won, you know, those 13. Um, yeah, yeah. 
you know, or gone, gone undefeated in 13 would, would have been a, a disappointment. So, I mean, it, it's a good season, but by our standards, I think, I think we probably expected more, especially with the start. But that's the great part about our job is we can analyze and give our take. And then, like you said, the team turns around and goes 13 unbeaten and, uh, and we're riding high and, and can't say enough about the team. And then, you know, a couple injuries and, uh, and then we're, we're sitting here wondering, can this team, you know, just make it into the playoffs and, um, and, and make a statement and they couldn't. So that, that is a disappointment overall the season. No, but you know, the way that it ended, I think we could say that it was a disappointing end to the season. And then I have the PR perspective, which is we're awesome. We're great. And we did so much in the off season to improve. Um, do we want to start talking about some of our off season excitement? Yeah. Okay. So we started this time last year and felt the team, you know, did they improve? Is it a good team? Was it a good off season? I thought it wasn't a great off season. This off season, I think everyone's on the opposite end of it. Like I think the Sounders had a fantastic off season. It looks like Nico got healthy. Um, obviously, Raul is still here. Locked down Joe Paulo to a deal as well. We spoke about, you know, Albert coming from Real Salt Lake. What a signing. Um, Jordan's fit. It, it feels like someone's, I don't know who said this, that it's the best sounders squad on paper, at least, like in years, um, in years, if not ever. Um, it's a very good squad. Now, it definitely feels better than it did last season. Um, Rosnack is going to be the headline guy. How do you fit it all in? Who misses out? Do you abandon the three-five-two now and go back to a four? Those, I think, are some of the questions now that we, I don't have the answers to. I've not talked to Schmetz. I think that's what I'm interested in because Rosnack, I think his best that I've seen him is either on the left or as a 10. And we have Jordan on the left. We have Nico as a 10. So does he go on the right? Does Jordan go to the right? These are the fun questions for the coaching staff, but that's where I think we're at. Yes, I think great offseason. Squad looks very good on paper, at least. You lock down some of your most important players. If Nico is 90% of Nico, it'll be much better than last season and back to old Nico. So I think there's really good stuff there, but now the lineup becomes a problem because I was thinking even of someone that we didn't talk about much because there's no reason to, but um, I don't see how, if he's the same as he was last year, Jimmy Majanda has to play major minutes. Someone like that who we're not thinking of, but where if you change the formation? So I think those are things I'm curious to see how that all plays out. I think, <clears throat> judging by some of the preseason highlights, um, you know, Rusnak probably, you know, they've got to be tinkering with a 4-2-3-1 for sure. There's no way they play 3-5-2 again uh, with this personnel, um, yeah. mostly because of Jordan. Um, you, he's just so dangerous in a 4-2-3-1 and playing on that left side. He's, he's yeah. unstoppable yeah. Uh, when healthy. So now the question is, is it's all about Nico. Um, you know, if he can even, and be healthy enough for, you know, 10, 15 games, then Rusnak is going to have to be more versatile and learn how to play another position. He's good enough that he can do it. Um, I think Christian is probably better on the right than Rusnak is, but I also think Christian is so good next to Jao Paulo in the middle of the park. So yeah. you've got some decisions to make there as well, but I think you'll see this team go four, two, three, one. Um, I mean, maybe even toy with a diamond, uh, at, at some time, uh, if but they when, have when, to. when you played and Nico first came, he played on the right initially. Yeah, could he go back to that? Uh, he he could. I I just think he's been so dangerous in the middle over the past. You know, when he's healthy over the past, you know, three four years. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see to see what these guys do. And I don't. We're never going to be a hundred percent healthy. There's no. There's just. 
There's no way looking at the, especially looking at the age. I mean, the re, the re-signings, I was so surprised at how many guys were re-signed actually. They kept the majority of this group is together, save for Brad Smith and, uh, and Shane O'Neill, which again, really surprised that Shane had an exit. Um, cause everyone was so high on him in the locker room. Great guy, you know, played for the club. And, um, you know, that, that was a bummer to see him go, especially. And Brad put in the minutes, you know, in, in a championship in 2019, but he'll be, he'll be honest that last year wasn't his best year. So if you don't have one of those and you make that kind of salary, you're always going to be on the chopping block. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, like you said, but Jimmy Madrano's got some, got some work to do. Can he play somewhere in the midfield as a, as a filler? He's going to get minutes, right? And then you've got Kellen Rowe playing some minutes here and there. Um, but in, in terms of, of this group, yeah, maybe, maybe on paper it, it could be um, the best group. Uh, but defensively, I'm not sure if, if that's true. I, I think there's been probably more solid uh, defensive teams in the past. But that, that'll show uh, throughout the course of this season. Um, but you still have World Cup qualifiers, right? And now you see Neymar getting called up, and you just keep adding these guys. Rusnak's going to be gone maybe for, for his national team intermittently. So you're just adding great players, but you're also going to miss a lot. So it's good that they kept the core of the players together that kind of knew how we wanted to play and what the expectations are at this club. Um, but I do think at some point this summer you're going to have to get younger, um, and you're going to have to make some strategic signings in that you know, mid twenties range that are, that are good impact players uh, also. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I'm thinking here. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm surprised Shane when I didn't really think about that. I was obviously a big, big fan. Um, that's a surprise. I'm not, I'm again, I'm not the biggest, I'm just going to say I'm not the biggest Ariaga fan. I mean, he's not bad. I'm not as high on him as other people have been. I think when he's at his best, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I think there's just way more of a tendency to have an eight or nine out of 10 game. And the next game could be a three or four out of 10. Whereas Shane was consistently six, seven, eight. And you just knew he was not going to go much higher than that. He won't go much more lower than that. I prefer that in my defenders for the most part. Um, I agree with you. I think defensively a little bit. Uh, Look around the league. I mean, the West is always tough. So it's and MLS. I've stopped trying to predict who's going to end where. Who's going to? It, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, New England broke every record you can think of, and then they were bounced in the playoffs right away. So you, you just don't know in this league. But once again, I think the Sounders. You know, Kansas is there. Don't know what Portland's going to do. LAFC. Nashville moving into Nashville's the West. Here is a very good defensive team. Uh, <laughs> surprise! Sounders won't be outside the top three. That's the thing. It's like almost. It's weird that we just have this expectation because. Other clubs don't have that. And it's I don't know what it's like to be a part of a fan base or a club or associate with a club where you go into a season and you like, we hope to make the playoffs. Here, I'm speaking as if that's going to be a guarantee. We're going right. to be top two or three. Yep. And it's just, it's we take it for granted, but it really is the gold standard as a franchise that's been set um, since 2009 when the club joined MLS. Um, I'll ask this for the group. who Who needs to have a big season? Who needs to have like a really, really big season? I think last year, Raul needed to, and he did, because Nico wasn't there. Raul, I think, proved in so many, and he had nothing to prove to any of us, but he still showed that without his guy next to him, his lieutenant, his Nico guy, he could still find goals. And he, if he didn't go away to Peru or have some injuries, he would have broken a 20-goal barrier. I think that should be a goal for him probably this season. But... Alex had a massive year last year. So you had a few of those, you know, who who needs from this group to have a really big season? 
That's that's a great question. Um, you know, for for me, I think it's got to be Jordan. Yeah. I think Jordan has to have a great year. I think if he has a great year, he sets himself up for a World Cup, especially the early part of the season. He sets himself for, up for a World Cup, and if he's flying high and doing well, then the Sounders sign him to another long-term deal, serious money, and then he is your franchise player heading into his late 20s, early 30s. And that's the guy you can now build your team around. Um, so I think for, for Sounders fans – for Jordan, for what he's gone through. I think maybe he doesn't need to have a, a fantastic year in terms of like monetary or, or stature. But I think inside of him, I think this is a massive year for him to say, look, I overcame all that shit. I, I just what, what he went through, he not, he deserves a great year, but I think he also needs to have a good year to set himself up for the future. Um, because he's, he's physically fit now. Now can he just get the mental side of the game and do it over the course of a season? That's going to be the biggest challenge. And if he can do that, this team will, will for sure find himself in a, in a top three position finish. Because if Jordan has a good year and he's drawing one and two defenders to him every time, it's going to free up room for a Ladero, Rusnak, uh, Raul, right? All these other guys, Christian coming in late uh, to get on the back of some goals. So um, I think for me, it's, it's got to be him. And, and the same thing goes for Christian. I think Christian has to have another great year uh, because that is the expectation for him. And these young guys are going to have to carry these, you know, guys that are in their early 30s now um, into maybe the twilight of their career as a sounder. And this is that new generation that's going to have to step up and wear the captain's armband and show that you can be bulletproof throughout a season uh, and, and carry this team into, you know, what is now – what, what feels like after yesterday's announcement, a completely new phase for, for the Sounders moving forward uh, in this next generation of players. Yeah, I totally agree with what Brad said. And I, the big thing is I don't feel like there's players on this team that really need to prove anything because they, I mean, the Jordans of the world, the Nikos of the world, like they've proven it to Sounders fans. They've proven it to everyone. I want to see Christian have another amazing season because I feel like he is possibly one, still one of the most underrated players in Major League Soccer. And I want everyone to realize how good he is. And that's why I just want to see him, like, kill it this year. Yeah. Um, I agree with both of you. I, I was going to say Jordan. because Just because he plays in a way that no one else can play. And mm. he's, if he has a good year, the team can have a good year. Jordan plays when he's flying and he's getting on the end of three balls and he's buzzing, he's doing his one-twos and he's I mean, facing guys up one v one. You know, he has something on that team that nobody else has that, that in that way. So if he has a big year, I think um, it's good news for Nico. It means Nico's playing well. It means Albert's playing well. It means Raul is playing well as well. So Jordan, I put there. Christian, I want to say, but I... Again, it's one of those things I just said about the Sounders. I don't even think about him because yeah. I just expect yep. it. Christian's going to be there. He's going to be fit. I mean, he's gonna, yeah, it's. I think I think we could say Ariaga. Um, I think he's been mm. gifted gifted a new contract, and um, I think he really needs to show and, and have yeah. a, a solid, yeah, complete year of really good defending. Don't worry about all the extra stuff. Just focus on being a center back. You know, Alex is kind of the same thing. He's got to prove, you know, he's signed now a big contract and you're getting paid big money. Um, now you have to play like that player. Sometimes as a player, I remember, you know, my first year I was making $11,000. So I had a <laughs> chip on my shoulder to say, okay, 
I can be working at McDonald's making more money, but I'm here as a player. So I need to put in the work to get that next contract. So the next year I made 30 and then 40 and then 50, right? Within the first four years. And so you have that chip on your shoulder to yeah. make more money because you think you deserve it as a player. And then when you get rewarded for that contract, you better play like you deserve that money because that's yeah. what is the expectation of the team. That's the expectation of the coaches. That's what you've been, for lack of a better word, an asshole sometimes in the locker room and around the coaches yeah. and to your agents. Like, this is what you want? Well, then you better play like it. So that's the pressure of signing these new contracts, you know, and, and more and more money gets dumped into this sport is, well, you better play like it then. Because um, yeah. if you don't, then you're on the chopping block. Um, they're not going to take the young guy who's making 40 grand and try to trade him for a great player. They're going to take the guy who's, you know, on the national team, fringe national team guy that's making decent coin. That's of value. And if you're not performing, you find somewhere else to play. So yeah. those are that, that's a big deal. And it, it's great for them. They should be making new contracts and, and, and new money. Yeah. But then you also have to perform uh, at that level then. Yeah, no, absolutely. Couldn't have put it better myself. Um, we kind of touched on this uh, before we talk about the historic day yesterday um, and get out of here. Um, realistic expectations for the club this year. What should be the aim? Obviously, playoffs at a minimum. Um, is this, I, I, We kind of went back and forth. I know they're trying to get back to somewhat similar balance schedule, probably whatever happened again perfectly. Um, sh should the team prioritise CCL? Um Winning it, I don't know what the, where the prize money's at at this point. That would be, I, I personally am thinking I wouldn't care that much about the FIFA Club World Cup. That, that wouldn't be for me. Like, I have to win to go there. If there was good prize money involved, that might motivate me and be like, you know what, this, this is extra. But probably the prestige, you know, we won the Champions League of our region, um, our continent. So that might be it. Should the club prioritize that, support a shield, or is it just get healthy? get into the playoffs because what's worked for the club in the past is getting hot September, October, November, and then just running the floor in the postseason. That's when this club's been at the best. Yeah. That's such like I, I a mean, philosophical question. Like do yeah, clubs I've, care about CCL or do they like it's yeah. so think, hard. Do the fans care? I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a champions league. You should care. Really? Yeah. You think, but I, know. I don't know if the club. Yeah. I, I always think back to my time as a player and Right. You go into the to the preseason always with this club is the expectation to be in MLS Cup or win MLS Cup. And then you work your way down throughout the season. Yeah. And I still think that this club and coaches especially have too much pride to enter a tournament and not want to win it. Mm. Right. I, th I think we have to be smart with a number of guys on our roster right now. So you're not going to see a full strength lineup in Champions League. There's no way. Right. You're going to say, can we grind out a result on the road? And if we do great, then we can come back home and we can even maybe rest a little bit more. Right. And focus on league play. So sometimes it goes game by game. Um, but you've got a guy like, you know, Bruce Arena, who doesn't care about Open Cup at all. Right. Um, and for us going into the facility yesterday, you see the four trophies and the, and the photos and the what it felt like after those games. And it's like, wait, why wouldn't you want to win that? And I would say that all those seasons were fantastically successful also. Mm -hmm. And we pushed the envelope. We play open cup. We'd go play champions league in the middle of a season and go to Trinidad and, and, and then have to fly to Boston and play a game on the weekend and back and forth and back and forth. And that's just what we did. You know, yes, you got to rest guys. You also have to be a responsible player to put up your hand and say, I don't think I can go tonight. Right. Yeah. That's a part of being a pro also. 
But I think you'll see this club chase whatever trophies in front of them and, but also being smart at the same time. So don't expect the Sounders to throw all their, um, you know, chickens into this basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But you're going to see a decent Sounders squad that's revving up into the start of a season to, to get some minutes under their legs. Um, yeah, it, it's a tough one. Uh, but I still see this team chasing trophies no matter what. Yeah. I literally just pictured a bunch of chickens and Sounders jerseys in a basket. And yeah. That's a very distracting image, but thank you for that. <laughs> welcome. Um, before we go, obviously, historic day yesterday. Um, you both were able to be in a tennis day. I wasn't there. But obviously, I followed through. And you know, we'd heard whispers and rumors, and we, we all have different relationships within the club so we know you know i've been talking i would say to adrian about this maybe five six years um just like hey what's happening with starfire what's the plan are you gonna get your own stadium he's gonna be a training ground and he adrian if anyone who knows adrian knows he's not gonna give you much he's gonna keep his cards close to his chest he'll give you just enough to keep you excited about the future but then the big unveil i thought the the digital content team you know babs and danny and i don't want to miss anybody out but that whole crew you guys knocked out the park because I was like waiting for the next thing, the next video, the next, it was just was amazing to see um, what could become. When I came in the league as a young rookie in 2009, Starfire was the best training ground um, or one of them at least in the league because we're like, oh, we have these two pitches. We have our turf pitch, our grass pitch. We have our own lounge. There's Xbox in here. We get, it just was a nice thing. Then I saw Vancouver get theirs. I've seen New England get theirs. Atlanta came, NYCFC, Columbia. Everybody's been going and, to put it nicely, Starfire has been left behind. I mean, you're talking about not having your own dedicated facility for some of these top, top players, you know, a gym and just things that make it feel like yours, you know. Love the community aspect of Starfire, but for Sounders Evolution, I think it was very important. And it looks like, this is, they've hit the ball out of the park. It looks like this is going to be perfect location-wise. Um, great to take them into the next 50 years, as as Adrian and Taylor and, and, and Pete and those guys said. And I, it just is a historic day. And the Saudis always push the envelope. And yes, other teams caught them up and passed them in the training ground facility, but now they're going to be right back among that. And right in time for the World Cup, you know, I can see national teams wanting to use that for training base and things like that. So, Super historic day. I think the club has to be very proud and very happy. Um, I even heard rumors they might be redesigning even the crest, for example. So I don't know if it's going to be like open competition. I might submit my design um, if it is, because I have some ideas. But um, no, I just say historic day. I don't know what you guys thought. Being there, I don't know how the energy was, but watching through the screen on my phone, um, just an, an incredible, incredible day. And another step, you forget how much history it's here, 74, you know. So it, it really is a long, long time we've been around. And it's just another great step in the evolution, but one that was needed. Love Starfire being a great partner, a great home, but it was time to, 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 to have your own home and own something as well. Yeah, it's time for the Sounders to grow up um, and glow up. And judging by what this facility is going to look like, it's going to be top class. Um, and, you know, we talk about the, the winningest team in Seattle and, and you know, over, the, over 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time to show it in, in not just on the field and the product, but what's going on off the field too, right? You saw the Kraken come in. Their facility is amazing. We know um, – you know, football is amazing. Baseball, you get to train in the stadium, which is awesome. It's beautiful. And now the Sounders are going to have a place to, to call home with front office staff and players yes. all in one place. And that's huge, right, in, in terms of connecting 
the front office culture with the players and getting to experience that day in, day out. You can have your lunch and watch training. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome and it's, it's well-deserved. And now we can say, right, you want to be in the conversation of a top four, you want to push yourself into the top four sports, then you better have the facilities to back it up. Um, because that is the expectation when you talk about yeah. Uh, yeah. professional sports. Yeah. And so um, just fantastic to see. And, and the turnout yesterday I thought was, was awesome. Um, I, I don't think they could have asked for a better turnout and uh, just, it, it's going to be really, really cool when it's done. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot that went into that and it's been a long time coming. So to pull the trigger on it and, and really just find the perfect spot is um, it's going to be, it's going to be so cool. So a uh, great place to call home now. It was such a great event and just, I'm going to take two seconds to just thank everyone on the marketing side and the you know front office team that really helped everything. If I forget anyone's name, I'm really sorry. Abby English, you did so much work. Zoe Pierce, uh, Joe Mondello, Claire DiRocco, Danny, who um, Steve already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Babs, you did a ton of work ahead of time before. Now you're in Honduras. Happy birthday, by the way, yesterday. It was his birthday yesterday. Babs? Yes, it was. Oh, I'm going to text him, okay. Yeah. Ryan Babcock's birthday was yesterday. Kelsey Berg, Sarah Shaker, uh, Andre Elkins, who just started with the Sounders like two months ago, it seems like, and basically through this entire event, like, good job, man. Joe Lagaz, so many people. Um, and it's just really exciting. And like you said, soccer wants to be in the big four in the United States, then yeah. this is the type of facility that the players should be a part of and that the front office should be a part of. And it's yeah. just very exciting. Yeah, no, you guys crushed it. I only mentioned Danny, so he doesn't listen to this. I have a nervous breakdown. I think I forgot him. So um, <laughs> Danny's not, I'm joking. I love that guy. Um, no, it's great. What, what great job, as you said. Um, it takes a lot of people to do it. And obviously, Adrian and those guys from the top down, you know, fantastic. Um, you know, Taylor and Peter and Terry and the crew. So perfect. All right. Well, we're back side by side. Sounders 2022 season officially underway now by the time you hear this um and you know it's always a ride so lock in to your seats fasten your seatbelts um it's going to be exciting so we'll, we'll be back next week um same time same place as usual and at that point we will be previewing um the second leg and also the opening mls fixture which is going to be against i know Keely knows our opening game yes nashville it's nashville I it's nashville that. and it's on local tv <laughs> I knew that. That's it's our I first. Knew. Oh, it's our first home opener on local TV, everyone. Local. So check into Fox 13 Plus. Yes, what what what, what Keely said. So we'll be back next week. As always, thanks for listening. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and we will be back doing this weekly all season. Excited to get going. 2022 seasons underway. This has been side by side. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>